Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. We are starting Spirit Life. All right, so we are excited tonight uh, for the teaching. And as always, if you're watching on Facebook, you can comment, like, share the video, all that good stuff. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel uh, and go to the website, as always, pffministries.org for all the information and everything you would need to know there. I'm just checking out some settings here. We've had some technical difficulties the last couple of times. Uh, but we're getting them figured out, and we will eventually get this thing mastered. All right, so we are back for Spirit Life, and tonight we're going to talk about Receive a Prophet's Reward. Uh, We're also going to tell you about some upcoming things while we're waiting for people to hop back on. No, we're a little bit later tonight. Again, we have some technical difficulties. Apologize for that, but we're getting them worked out. Uh, If you have a topic for Spirit Life, you can contact them in through through our text message through messenger um, and you can email us and i'm not saying we'll use them all but we'll pray about it. the lord leads it we will use your topic uh, and go ahead and teach on that so we're excited next week's going to be on a topic someone sent into us so you're going to be excited for that we'll announce that a little bit later into the next week go to our website to find out where we're going to be uh, we're going again out next week oh, i wish i remember where we're going but we're going out next week you can find out on the website and I think we're getting a signal we're ready to start. So one last time, T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries. If you're on Facebook, comment, like, share the video, like the page. If you're on YouTube, subscribe if you're not already a subscriber. Uh, and God bless you, right? We're getting this all worked out. Technology is great. It's a great blessing. And we are thankful for the opportunity to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ through all these platforms. And we appreciate your patience, your support, uh, and all your help as we do it. And, you know, we wouldn't be growing on social media without you. So thank you for liking the videos and commenting and sharing them. It really does mean a lot to us, uh, and we appreciate it. So with that being said, let's get into this. Let's pray together, uh, and we're going to start talking about a prophet's reward. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you, Lord. For everything you're doing in our life. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your hand. We thank you, God, for the things that we see, the things that we don't see. You are just such a good father to all of us. Lord, I pray that we all take time just to say thank you, just to slow down and say thank you, God, for all that you do. It's so easy, Lord, to get wrapped up in a day-to-day, all the stress, and even get angry at you, blame you for things. But, Father, you are good. You are where all of our blessings come from. We ask tonight that you bless us with knowledge and wisdom, that you open our spiritual ears and our eyes, that you take our burdens away, you take distractions away, you take all the things that would separate us from you, everything that would create a lie within our heart that would move us away from your truth, that God, tonight you would do a powerful move in all of our lives. Just remove, only you can do this, Father. Wait, we ask tonight that you would remove everything that's not of you from our life that we would be clear and pure in hearing and understanding your word, that we would grow, that we would develop into who you called us to be, that we may put our hand to the work of ministry and building your kingdom. Father, we thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All right, get carried away. could pray there all night. Speaking of which, we've got a prayer coming up, a prayer class coming up that you can join us live. 
uh, in person in our uh, York County Windsor location. Uh, it's also going to be Zoom. So we're going to have them details out next week. You're going to be able to sign up and join us Zoom for a teaching on prayer. Uh, we're going to go over to a different kind of prayer. It's going to be exciting. I don't want to get into it, uh, but it's going to be exciting. That's going to be announced next week as well. So Matthew 10, Matthew 10, verse 40. He receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. Okay, And he receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man uh, shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever in the name of of a disciple gives to one of these little ones even a cup of cold water to drink. Truly I say to you, he will not lose his reward. So a lot of people have heard teachings on receive a prophet, receive a prophet's reward. And there is truth to receive a prophet as a prophetic uh, word in your life. And you can war with that word and you can you know, really use it to anchor yourself. As Paul tells Timothy, to war with your prophetic word. You can anchor yourself with it. And you get the reward of that word coming to pass in your life or the reward of having uh, that call in your life announced and brought up out, right? Because we don't make anyone anything. We just are announcing or declaring what God has already spoken over you. But it's a little bit more uh, in the context of what we're reading here than just a prophet's reward. It's also receives a righteous man, the name of a righteous man, shall receive a righteous man's reward. And it's also, you know, we give a cup of cold water to a drink, you know, uh, Truly, I say to you, you have not lost your reward. And we know that if you give someone a cup of water, they're going to be thirsty again. So we know that there's got to be a little bit more to this than just a, you know, right out in front of you, receive a prophet, you get a word from a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. What Jesus is teaching us here is, and, and I'm going to put this in a little bit simpler terms, not to take away from this, but just to make it a little bit easier to, to flow tonight and understand how we see people is what we receive from them. Right? So if you receive a prophet as a prophet and he gives you a word, you're going to receive it as from an authoritative position, an anointing, uh, a mantle, a gifting on your life as a prophet. Uh, as a righteous man, if you see someone as a righteous man, you're going to receive them as a righteous person. Okay, So you, you're receiving from how you see somebody. And it comes down to, you know, even if you give a little one a cup of cold water to drink, in other words, the service you're doing, the work you're seeing the value in doing kingdom business so you see yourself then as someone in a name of disciple gives to one of these little ones you're doing it as a worker as a servant as a disciple of jesus christ so you're giving them a cup of cold water to drink you're doing the service or the the work of ministry are you following me like you're you're being obedient to what god's called you to do and it doesn't have to be big picture he's saying just be obedient to what i called you to do even to the point of a cup of cold water. What we want to talk about is how you see people is what you receive from them. So you could change this. I'm not changing scripture, I'm not changing scripture. I'm changing just a word in here for principle sake. How you receive a pastor is if you get a pastor's reward. A lot of us, now I know it's going to sound like obviously, but a lot of us know each other before we're in ministry, especially if you're in your hometown or if you're friends with people, your family members, for example. And how you know someone normally is how you view them because you knew them as so-and-so when we were kids or, you know, teenagers or you met them later in life. And then uh, the Lord puts a call in their life and they change, uh, not that they change who they are, but they change in their gifting, their anointing, and God calls them. And right there is where we have this uh, ability to make a decision of how we see people and how you see them is what you're going to get from them. Receive a prophet 
in the name of a prophet, receive a prophet's reward. Uh, if you receive a prophet not in the name of a prophet, you're not going to receive a prophet's reward. I know I'm making simple of it, but I want to, for sake of this uh, teaching tonight, because a lot of us, the answer to, you know, I'm not going to say everyone, but the answer to almost all of our questions that we have with God, God has put someone in their life that has the answer. God's so good, and he's going out ahead of you. He knows who you need in your life. He knows what you need in your life. A lot, you know, you're not randomly at the church you're at or randomly connected to the people you have. You might think you picked it, but there's a lot of reasons involved of why God moves our hearts and God can move our heart. It's a great teaching too, but he can move our heart and he leads us to where we need to be. And a lot of times people are praying, Lord, I don't understand. I don't have an answer. I don't know what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of time the answer is uh, because we can't receive, right? Who's in front of us. We're not receiving a prophet. We don't get a prophet's reward. So I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 9. I'm going to give you a couple examples of this in Scripture. I really want you to understand when someone is called, when there's a, a con, I don't use conversion, when there's a calling on someone's life, yes, the person is still who they are, but no, they're not who they are, right? I know it's complicated. But Paul, I know he was Saul and he changed his name to Paul, but Paul is Paul as a person, but Paul's now anointed and called as somebody that God's using and building the kingdom, right? So in Acts 9, verse 13, so we know this story. Paul gets knocked down, bright light. Jesus talked to him. He gets up. He's blinded. He's led to a house. He's waiting for Ananias to show up because the Lord told him Ananias is coming. And Ananias, in verse 13, answered the Lord and said, I've heard from many about this man, how much harm he's done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all you call on your name. So Ananias is saying, I don't really want to go to this guy. I've heard about Paul, Saul. I've heard about this guy. Not a good guy, right? I've heard many things about this man. He has authority from chief priests. He can bind us. He can throw in a prison. Not a good guy. So right here is we're watching this transition. We're watching somebody, and as someone at this current points Ananias, going in his brain through the, I know him. I know Paul. Uh, I don't know what you want me to go to Paul for. I know him. And in verse 15, the Lord says to him, uh, go for he's a chosen instrument of mine. He's a chosen instrument to bear my name before the Gentiles, the kings, the son of Israel. I will show him how much he will suffer for my namesake. And Ananias departed and he went to the house. Now, why did Ananias change his mind about how he knew Paul? Well, I don't believe Ananias changed his mind how he knew Paul because he knew Paul as Saul. What happens here is Ananias is taking the word of the Lord over, listen, over what he knew Paul to be. He's saying, okay, God, if you called him, then I'm going to go. And people, this is this is where we get a little bit uh, tripped up, is when God calls somebody, God's, God called him. We might not agree with who he calls. We may not uh, want to accept who he calls. Who he calls. There's so many jealousy and envies and things that we shouldn't have that we go on and on and on about. But the fact is, God calls who God calls, right? He calls them. Our uh, blessing in this is that we receive those that God has called. If we don't receive them as who God called, it doesn't change their calling. It doesn't change Paul being Paul. It changes our receiving or our blessing, our reward, you would say. As a prophet's reward, we receive a prophet. You receive Paul as this guy who did horrible things. We just read here and had the power to do this stuff. Uh, that 
we would get Paul as Paul. And, you know, obviously getting Paul as Paul is not what we want. We want Paul as the called and the anointed one from God. So how do we do this? We do this out of maturity, and we do this out of an understanding of God calls people. You and I don't. God calls people. Our our job to receive these people in our life that God has called is simply to honor who God has called. That's what we have to do. Receive a prophet as a prophet and receive a prophet's reward. We have got to learn to receive people in our life that God has called. Now, this takes maturity, and this takes being able to wear, uh, sorry about that was my dog if you heard that. That takes being able to wear a different hat, right, to be able to say, I see them in a light of ministry, and I see them uh, also in just a light of as a person. But I want you to turn with me uh, also to Mark chapter 6, all right? Mark chapter 6. Hope you're still with me. Uh, and I know some of the videos is getting a little messed up and the colors and stuff, but we're getting it worked out. We're going to get it worked out and keep going anyway because, uh, you know, we have a podcast. This is on and they can't see any of it, so it doesn't matter, right? We're just going to keep going. So Mark chapter 6. This is about Jesus. In Mark chapter 6, in verse 4, Jesus is, and let's go to verse 3, all right? Ah, man, we could go all the way back to the very beginning of the chapter. Let's just go to verse 3. Is this man not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joes, and Judas and Simon? Sorry, and John and Simon and sister. Are they not uh, his sisters here with us? And they're talking offense at him, right? In other words, they're saying, they're taking offense with them. They're saying, hey, come on, uh, this is a carpenter. This is a carpenter. This is not the Messiah. This is a carpenter. So we're, we're hearing about his family and people who know him. Not all of his family, but people who know him saying, this is a carpenter. Uh, this cannot be the son of God. This cannot be who the Messiah is. And in verse 4, and Jesus was saying to them, a prophet is not without honor, right? except his hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. Now listen, this is really important. And he could not do miracles there, except they laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Now, you, you got you to gotta really understand this. Jesus is not lacking anointing. Jesus is not lacking being, you know, Jesus. Like, he's not, not being Jesus because all of a sudden he's in his hometown and the anointing left him. Jesus is having an issue with how people see him, not him being Jesus, about how the people see him. If you receive Jesus as Jesus, get Jesus reward. I know that's not the verse, but if you receive Jesus as a carpenter, you get a carpenter's reward. We don't need a carpenter's reward when there's a son of God. I'm not comparing people to Jesus. Please don't hear that. But what I'm saying is that people even did this to Jesus. So imagine Jesus is in your hometown, right? You're right next to Jesus, right? You're hanging out. I could pull hand over here and say, hand over here. You can be. Uh, who we're talking about, and you're right next to him. You know, you're you're you know what an arm length away. Maybe you're even close enough to put your arm around him, and you see him as a carpenter. Like you see him as a carpenter. Imagine the people in his hometown who saw him as a carpenter. You know, I mean, I know some of you that if Jesus you know was here now, we'd run up to him, and I mean that'd be the rest of our life. We would just hang out, and we wouldn't do anything else. And there were people who were literally right next to him. Who this is just a carpenter. 
you got to be able to see that for what it really is. I know we read in the Bible, it's like, yeah, it's a story, but think about what I'm saying. All the anointing. I mean, the Father fully manifested in him, full of the Spirit and power, signs, wonders, deliverance, the, you know, the Savior of the world. I mean, the answer to everything God had for us right there in the flesh, all that anointing, all that power, all that, you know, fullness of God in him, right? And you say there's a carpenter. It doesn't matter how much anointing is on someone's life. It doesn't matter how great their gift is or how awesome they move and stuff. If you choose to see someone as what your physical or your brain tells you they are, you're missing the supernatural, the spiritual part of them. Profit, profit's reward. In this case, Jesus, there was not a Jesus reward. There was a carpenter. And that's why he says he could not do miracles there except he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he was marveling at their unbelief. He was like, I'm paraphrasing a little, but he said, I just, I can't believe that these people are seeing me as a carpenter. Now, I want you to understand something. Everyone who's ever called, anyone you can think of, I don't want to use names because sometimes they kick you off the videos, but anyone who's ever been called or ever did anything great in the ministry, all your superstars of the faith or heroes of the faith, maybe it's a better word, all the people you look up to, the books you read, all that, they all started, you know, from the womb, Babies growing up, teenagers, you know, depending on what age God called them. And to someone in their life, they are a carpenter or they are the kid next door or they are the person they went to elementary school with or the person I went to high school with or the person we won't talk about the bad, you know, the stuff that we did with. But that's everybody because no one's born right into a call. No one's born right into what God has for them. Even when you look at Paul, he lived a whole life before this happened. You, you have, you know, real examples of where we need, we need in our heart to say, am I missing out on what God has for me? Am I missing out on the answers I'm praying for? Am I missing out on the blessing, the reward of the honor that I can give to someone's life to receive them as God has called them? Because you can even miss Jesus, and a lot of us are missing Jesus as well. You're missing Jesus in the sense that he, you know, he's the full Godhead. I mean, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Jesus is everything. Like he's the complete everything. When you're praying in Jesus' name, when you're praying a prayer as we start the service, or you're reading your Bible, the words that come alive on you. This is this is the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. This is Jesus. You want a Jesus reward in your life. Start seeing Jesus as Jesus, not not as the Jesus that maybe you were taught. That's why it's so important to really get in your word and understand who Jesus actually is. Learn about his compassion. Learn about his power, his anointing. Learn about his provision. Learn about the character, his nature. Learn of what made him happy. Learn about the things that he wept over. Learn who he is. Spend time with him. Get to know Jesus so you get a Jesus reward. Understand that we have to see Paul, not as who he was, but Paul, a man called of God to receive that reward. Receive a prophet as a prophet. Receive a prophet's reward. A righteous man as a righteous man. Receive that reward. Give your duties unto God, even a cold you know, cup of water to a child. And do it as a disciple. Do it as, as you are doing it for God. And that's the part we want to get to now. You got to see yourself as well, not as you know yourself, but you got to see yourself 
as someone that God has called, as someone that that God has put anointing on, has put their hand on you, as God has put a blessing upon your life, that God has took you from the muck and the mire, took you from maybe addictions, maybe attitude, fears, anxieties, whatever it is, the, the whole things out there we can be tripped up with in life. God took you out of that and made you into something for his glory, for his purpose, for his use in building a kingdom. So when you're giving a cup of water, you're doing the kids, uh, you're mowing the grass, you're cleaning the the floors, you're taking out the trash at church, uh, you're ministering to someone. Do it as unto God and receive that reward. Do it as you see yourself as I know me my whole life, right? I know Jason. I know Jason. I live with Jason. I know me my entire life. But there's also a called man of God that is also the same person. I have a choice. You have a choice. Not only how we look at other people to receive from them, but how you look at yourself, how you you see what God's done in your life. It'll change how you address the, the purposes of your calling. In other words, it, it'll make you view things different when you're helping in a ministry. Or I, I use examples, cleaning the bathrooms and mowing. I just use the examples because we can relate to it. You're not just doing that as someone, you know, uh, as you are. You're doing it as someone that God has called, as as there's a a purpose for your life. Now, it might not be, you may not be in front of stadiums. You may not have a, a five-fold calling your life, but you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. You are a child of God. You're doing these things unto God. Then, then do it unto God. Receive yourself. Receive the calling of God in your life. Receive the, the miracle of salvation, the miracle of your God's child. You're, you're going to live forever and eternity. Receive what he has done for you to the point of where it makes you inside say, it doesn't matter if I'm sweeping a sidewalk. I'm doing this unto God. And you will get a reward. Not that you're doing it for the reward, but you will get a reward. And what is the reward? The glory of Jesus Christ. The, the smile, the, the hearing when it's all said and done, well done. Faithful, loyal, loving, obedient servant, uh, walking into heaven and him having a house for you and the, the glory that's here on earth for you, the anointing that's here on earth, the communication that you have, the openness of your prayer life with him, the openness of hearing his voice, the clarity of that relationship, the intimacy that just grows and blossoms and the love that you have for him and he has for you. All these are rewards, the ability to decipher and see scripture and read it and understand it and love to pray and worship and really understand how magnificent and amazing and awesome and powerful and just how big God is. That's the reward of all this. The reward of a prophet's reward of of his word they would give unto you is that God has called you. God knows your name. God in all the universe says, I'm calling you to this or uh, this, you know, says the Lord, these are going to, you know, you, you're, you're like, wow, God knows me. The reward is, is not diamonds and jewels and fame. It is relationship. It is intimacy. It is knowing God, not as a carpenter, but you'd be the one in the crowd who runs up and say, Messiah, Messiah, you're here. When everyone else is saying to Paul, oh, you threw people in prison, you're run up saying, Paul, 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 I want to be your Timothy. I, I can see the re- I can see you for who God made you, right? Are you following me? The reward is the blessing that the people in your life, that God has put in your life, your pastor, your, if you have an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, a teacher, the blessing of the reward of their anointing, of the mantle that's over, the ministry that God has blessed them with. 
pouring into your life, breaking your walls, opening your your blind spots, helping you see things you can't see, uh, an anointing to heal and to deliver and to teach and to equip all the promises that are in Scripture. These, this is our reward. This is our our hope and the promise of God that He would build His church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. That we would be the workers of His anointing on this planet, the arms, the legs, the hands, the feet, the eyes. You know what I'm talking about, the verse, right? We are the body. That's that's the reward of it. But that doesn't happen if Jesus stays a carpenter. It doesn't happen if Paul is the Paul that you know. And that doesn't happen if the person God has in your life becomes, well, I've known them my whole life. So I want to encourage you, don't miss out. Don't miss out on what God has for you. We have this tendency to believe that we need to go somewhere to receive what God has for us. We have a this belief, it's not scriptural, but it's a belief to a degree that if we go to a conference, and there's nothing wrong with a good conference, there's nothing wrong with going somewhere to see somebody, there's nothing wrong with that. But God knows you, and he's placed the right people, persons, person, whatever it is, in your life. And so if you're praying and praying and praying, God, God, why, why can't why can't I get the answer to this? Well, sometimes it's because the answers saw, and that's how you see him, but it's really Paul sitting there. Sometimes the answer is carpenter. No, it's really Jesus sitting there. Sometimes the answer is there's so and so, and God saying, No, there's your pastor. Right? There's so and so, no, there's your teacher. There's so and so. No, there's your evangelist, there's your prophet, there's your apostle. So, people, I, I want to encourage you. This is really a thing that all of us need to do in maturity. And if you can't do it, I mean, you know, don't beat yourself up. It's hard sometimes, but just tell Lord, you know, help me, help me, help me get this. Help me understand this. Help me to be able to see what's in my life. Because God is too good. He's not the author of confusion. He doesn't dangle promises and tell you things that aren't true. He's not going to tell you that he has all the answers and make you travel halfway across the nation to get them. I mean, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but God knows you. He loves you. He's, he's helping you. He send you to where you need to be. I, we all should pray, Father, help us to see how you see, to receive people the way you've called them. Help us to have the maturity to be able to do this. Now, a lot of Christians will say, we love the person, love the sinner, but hate the sin. Well, if you're mature enough to look at someone in sin and say, I'm going to choose to love you and not notice your sin, then there should be an expectation. You should be mature enough to look at someone and say, I'm going to choose to honor the calling of God on your life and not see you as the carpenter, as the saw. Amen. You with me, right? And so I want to pray with you on that. Uh, sorry for getting this video started late, but we got it, and uh, I appreciate your patience and everything. And I know, you know, sometimes videos freeze and they make some weirdness, but we're always put one out afterwards. That's all cleared up and ready for you to go. And so I just want to encourage you to not miss out on what God has for you, just because you may see things from the flesh and not from the spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for tonight. We pray you would help open our eyes that we would see what you have in front of us, that we would see the value in honoring and receiving a prophet, receiving a prophet's reward. Father, we don't want to miss out, not only in the lives of those you put in our path, but also for what you're doing in our life. We want to honor what you're doing in our life. We want to honor 
your anointing, your gift, your calling in our life. Father, help us tonight to open our eyes and see what you are doing, not only in just the lives of others, but in our lives, that we may receive the reward of honoring those that you have called. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Again, always comment, like, share, you know, subscribe to YouTube. Thank you very much for your support. You can go online, pffministries.org. Uh, you can partner with us. You can give on here. You can find information. We couldn't do any of this without you. We really appreciate your helping us with social media and getting all this word out there. And uh, as we're growing, listen, it's all because of you and your helping us and sharing and subscribing and liking and all that good stuff. So listen, we appreciate it. Really do. Uh, we want to see the best ways you grow and mature and be powerful in God. Uh, and we want to continue to keep giving you lessons on spirit life about how to live a spirit life. Come join us at server sometime. You never know. Uh, the Lord may have a word for you that evening that could change your life. But if not a word, I guarantee the word we preach because God never returns void. Amen. And so if you're in the area, come see us. If not, join us on one of these platforms. Uh, and we believe that God's going to do something amazing in your life because God is amazing. So God bless you. You have a great night. Uh, and we'll uh, see you next time on Spirit Life or one of the places that we're going to be. God bless. God bless. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.